It is Friday, the 29th of October, 2021. Our long-awaited interview with Ring of Honor six-man champion Shane Taylor is here. And if you heard me say Ring of Honor, you know we've got some stuff to talk about on today's episode of the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, a.k.a. Anthony Rutgazer. And uh, yeah, we're going to get to Shane Taylor, Ring of Honor Shane Taylor, in just a few minutes. But before we do, uh, I wanted to bring in a, uh, a wrestling expert, a pundit, a thinking man, to uh, get his opinion on what's gone on this week. Uh, and since none, no, nobody of that caliber was available, I called Michael Kingston. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I was like, I don't think I'm any of those things. Yeah, I, I hit the joke and the crowd goes mild. Uh, so, of course, <laughs> Michael Kingston's been on the show before. He is uh, the author of uh, Headlocked, the wrestling comic book series, and a keen student of the game. Uh, Michael, you hear the news about Ring of Honor going to hiatus at the end of this year, and what is your first thought? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, I just think, I don't think that people necessarily understand the economics it takes to be competitive on the national stage. Um, You know, I mean, Sinclair is obviously not a, uh, you know, a company that does not have money, but, I mean, even they can't really necessarily compete with, you know, NFL ownership money. Right. Um, and I think that that's, uh, I think that's, you know, unfortunately, some of what happened. I mean, I think the larger part, to me, with Ring of Honor, like, to me, the beginning of the end started with NXT. Um, I think Ring of Honor, more than anything else, marketed a style, a style of wrestling that you couldn't see anywhere else. Um you know, at least on the national scale. Like, no one else is really doing it to that degree, and you know, you're always going to see top-quality matches and, you know, great work rate and whatever, and that was the thing, um, because WWE wasn't offering that. Um, you know, TNA was offering it a little bit, but really because they sort of bit off and bring a lot of success. Um, and eventually, I think, you know, NXT started, you know, using some of that model with their takeovers, and then they started touring nationally. And I think, you know, one of the things that people, I don't know, 100% realize, but they started touring nationally in response to the fact that they signed Kevin Steen. He had an action figure deal with an outside company for five years. Mm. And, uh, you know, not even with Ring of Honor. I mean, it was Ring of Honor action figures, but it was sort of licensed through Figures Toy Company. And uh, that sort of changed the landscape for a little bit because they started actively touring with NXT nationally. And, you know, sometimes in the same cities, um, you know, I remember being in Memphis, um, at NXT show. And then, you know, the next day being in Nashville at Ring Honor show, they're both, you know, um, so, I mean, I think there was an active period of time where they tried to actively take them out. Um, and I think that that did some damage, you know, because now all of a sudden you can get that file. Uh, you know, for free on television. Right. 
with a wider distribution than Sinclair had. Um, better time slots, better, you know, better production. And, uh, you know, and then I think when it came to, you know, when it came time to AEW, like, you know, losing the elite, I think was like the final sort of straw to that. Um, but I don't think that they were ever going to be able to make a comparable or appropriate financial offer. Um, you know, I mean, the numbers I've heard to keep the elite. Yeah. I mean, I think the numbers that I've heard tossed around her, I mean, they're not even in the same ballpark. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like ring of honor, you know, tripled their, their existing offer. And I mean, they're still not even in the same field. Yeah. So, you know, and unfortunately when you don't have now, you know what I mean? Like now if everybody's doing your style, you have to have something else to sort of hold on to. They had the new Japan deal for a little bit. I think that bought them a little bit of time, but I just don't think, I don't think they had the creative, uh, you know, to, to back it up. I mean, they had a great roster still post elite. Um, I think the real, I think taking everybody they signed and sticking them in one feud or one faction, I mean, was a kind of the, everybody was just like, Oh, and then tuned out. Um, I think they had a moment. I think there was a lot they could have done post elite when they had eyes on them and people kind of wanted to see what they do. I think to me that was like the last tragic, like the, the most tragic sort of misstep where people were just okay, and that was kind of it. Um, and you know, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I like a lot of the talent. I think they had a lot of really good talent, um, and I think that uh, I think that over the last year, I think they've started to understand. You know, they try to compete a little bit more on the character, the character. Basis. I think the pandemic hurt them. I think that, you know, the Baltimore, you know, the Maryland Athletic Commission probably hurt them a little bit. And, uh, it was kind of too late at that point, you know. I we're, thought we're, that, uh, go ahead. No, no, I, I, we're, we're talking about a company that for, uh, for a time, I believe most people recognized as the number two company in the United States. Sure. And, uh, a scant two, three, you know, four years, three, three years later, we're talking about possibly them being number five at best. And, uh, I, I, I agree with you that, um, you know, it, it, it's mostly, I think it's mostly a two pronged attack that, uh, that sinks them in, WWE taking talent from them for NXT, you know, the, the the rise of NXT, and then the creation of AEW, which Ring of Honor had a hand in, and uh, then kind of uh, got shut out of that deal. If, if I, I don't know if, those, if that's the exact way I want to phrase it. <laughs> But uh, it's kind of you know they gave a they gave a, a a leg up they gave a hand to to get everybody over the fence and uh, and then they were left on that side of the fence. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard again. Like, I mean, I think that there's a certain rest, there's a more wrestling fan than, fans than not will only expect or will only support top-level TV production on top-level television stations and just aren't going to pay attention to anything else. Yeah. 
I mean, I went to, I love Ring of Honor. I mean, I was just, I, Ring of Honor, like, reinvigorated my love of wrestling in 2004 when it was on life support. I don't think Headlock would exist without Ring of Honor. Every iteration of management was super nice to me. Um, they let me vend at their shows when they didn't have any other vendors. They bought ads in my books. Like, they were always super, super nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I went to, I mean, pre-Headlock, I mean, I probably went to almost every Ring of Honor show that I could drive to between, like, 2005 and 2008 um, until, you know, I really started hitting the road. Yeah. Hard, but even then, I still tried to make time to to hit up shows when I could, um, you know. And uh, but you know, like I remember the first time that NXT ran in Albany, which is where I live, and nobody runs in Albany. And I saw people that had traveled from four hours away to attend an NXT house show in Albany that wouldn't go to Ring of Honor shows in their own town. Wow! And it's the same talent, you know what I mean? It's Dean, it's Joe, it's you know what I mean? Like a lot of guys that you could have seen for a lot cheaper, I guess. But, yeah. but it's the pedig- you know, it's, it's, if you'll pardon the pun, it's the pedigree of the WWE. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's the production value. It's the tell. You know, it's what people have come to expect from wrestling. Yeah. I and mean, Shimmer is a perfect example of that. I mean, how, how many years did people scream about women's wrestling? Meanwhile, Dave Prezak is giving them the product they want. Yeah. But they won't support it. I mean, I mean, obviously a lot of people support Shimmer because it's been around forever, but I mean, realistically, you know what I mean? Like, for the market that there is for women's wrestling, Shimmer should be one of the two or three biggest company, yes. companies in, in, the, yeah. in the world. Yeah. Because they're giving people exactly what they're asking for, but they can't do it. At, you know what I mean? So, I mean, on some level, like if you want to compete nationally, you literally have to be a billionaire or don't even bother. Yeah. And that's disheartening. Disheartening for a guy like me that makes a, you know, I make an independent wrestling project. You know, product, Headlock is not sponsored by any wrestling company or whatever. And I have a bunch of big names that contribute to it. But, you know, yeah. there's always going to be those people that won't support it because, uh, you know, it doesn't have the, you know, the three-letter alphabet uh, next to it. Yeah. Speaking of Headlocked, uh, you have a Kickstarter that is currently... Uh, being funded. Why don't you tell us what's going on with that? Uh, Cows from the Road Volume 2 is an anthology of short stories that I co-created with a bunch of different wrestlers. Um, you know, we've got, uh, in this particular edition, AJ Styles, Thunder Rosa, Pentagon, uh, Cardona Myers, um, Jeff Cobb, Dan Housen, uh, since we're talking Ring of Honor, uh, alums, uh, Effie, John Morrison, um, it's a real cool, uh, it's a real cool collection of stuff. There's fun stories in all kinds of different genres. They're all wrestling, but they take a couple of, you know, a couple of different turns and such. But, uh, I think, uh, if you like wrestling, you like comics. It, to me, it's a brainer. And how can people find this on Kickstarter? Uh, it's under Headlock, Tales from the Road, Volume 2. Um, or you can go to my socials at Headlock Comic and, uh, you can go from there, and uh, I mean, I'm posting the links probably every 20 minutes because I'm, you know, neurotic about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I know that feeling. I have my own Kickstarter going on right now. Uh, Chance for survival, female sheriff, 
protecting a small town of survivors after a worldwide monster apocalypse. And uh, people can find it at kickstartthiscomic.com. That'll take you to the Kickstarter page. Uh, We started funding on Tuesday. It lasts until uh, November, uh, I want to say, 24th, the day before American Thanksgiving. And uh, plenty of uh, kick-ass rewards Four different covers, including uh, covers by Bill McKay and uh, Andy Belanger, who is a former guest of the show. And uh, holy moly, go to kickstartthiscomic.com, take a look, find a tier, that a reward tier that suits you, and uh, pledge to make this comic happen. Your Uncle Kingdom needs your help. All right, uh, Michael Kingston. Thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, we're going to hit the uh, the record scratch, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Shane Taylor. Hey kids, welcome to the show. Uh, joining me today in the light of yesterday's Ring of Honor news is the former Ring of Honor World Television Champion and current one-third of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, the head of Shane Taylor Promotions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, the notorious Shane Taylor himself. Welcome to the show, Shane. What's going on, man? How you been? Long time. (laughs) It's been too long. Too long. Um, Things here are good. I'm in the anxiety of uh, kickstarting one of my comics, but... Then I know now I say yesterday, it's Thursday as we record this Friday that this is going to go out two days ago for right. the listeners comes the news that Ring of Honor is uh, is going on hi- hiatus. It's scarcely more than 24 hours uh, since the public announcement that Ring of Honor was going on hiatus. How and when did you yourself find out about this decision? Uh, I found out. I found out uh, we were supposed to have a, a, a meeting, um, which we have all the time before any taping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or 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 events we have like company Zoom call that everybody goes on. Uh, and so uh, we were supposed to have a meeting. Uh, I think at like three o'clock around around that time. Um, I, I personally miss it, you know, doing dad stuff, just, you know, um, yeah. could, I just couldn't make it, uh, came back, laid down, uh, and woke up to, uh, messages on, on my phone, like, hey, are you all right? Hey, hey, everything good? Hey, da, 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 da. like, and I'm not like a little bit, like hundreds of messages. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> did someone say I died? Like what, what happened? <laughs> And then I started, then I started to piece, you know, I mean, piece style together. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. I get it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, you know, it's disappointing. Uh, I, I think the most frustrating part about it is all of this could have been prevented. You know what I mean? There was step along the way. For sure. That should have been taken, could have been taken, uh, uh, ideas that were given that should have been listened to. You know, uh, that just did not happen. You know what I mean? So this is, this is the situation that they find themselves in. 
Um, and you know, it, it's one of those things, uh, no, no matter how talented a group of people you have, no matter how talented the men and women, no matter how talented the roster is, the roster can only do so much. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you could have every star player in the world, but you know, at the end of the day, people have to put them in positions to be successful. If you're not doing that, then you're going to lose games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's just the reality of it. You know, um, obviously, you know, everybody's grateful for how things were handled during the pandemic and the utmost safety and things that all, like all that is, you know, all well and good, you know, um, but like it, it's, Again, it's, it's, it's frustrating because it was totally preventable, in my opinion. Okay, uh, well, let's, had, had, let, let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about that then. Was there any indication prior to yesterday that this was a decision the company might be thinking about? And, uh, what do you think could have been done to prevent this? Uh, uh, there is some like, like like for those of us like myself who kind of keep their ear to, ear ear to the ground. You could you could tell something was going on once everything started getting tight around like there. You know, once the word budget kept getting brought up, it was like, okay, what's going on? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could have been. There's a, there's a million resources at at St. Clair from radio to TV that could have been utilized. Yeah, you know I mean to promote locally. Uh, if if we were doing live events, you know what I mean. Um, when you think about how like if there's a concert or a comedy show or something like that, you always see the artist out there. You know, two, three days beforehand in that city doing promo work, doing radio, TV, all of that stuff, promoting yeah. the show. Right. Um, I, I just felt like things like that weren't done and they could have been. We have the resources to do it. We have the talent who's willing to do it. You know, it, it simply just takes phone calls to be made. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, obviously talent wise, you know what I mean? You have, a group of individuals who you put everything around, tell your fans these are the only people that give that matter. And then you don't help create any new stars with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, using that to ele- elevate the talent that's going to be here to help continue to, you know, try to help this company thrive. You know what I mean? So you kind of start everybody in this hole. And the talent that we have on our roster is second to none. You know, I, I would put Ring of Honor's top 20 right now against anybody's, and I feel like we match up well. You know what I mean? So, um, to, you know, talent can, you know, if if people go back and watch the shows that we put on, we put on the best, the best show going, uh, from top to bottom. Um, but again, there's, it, it, it just seemed like no matter how hard we tried to climb out of that hole, something, some situation, some decision, you know what I mean, kept like 
throwing dirt back on us as we were getting, you know what I mean? Just like, damn, yeah. like, how do you want, <laughs> how do you expect us to climb out of this if, if, if you know, if these things happen, so it's like, help us help you. And now, does that, does that apply for, uh, the roster as a whole, like the company in relation to Sinclair, or are we just talking about the roster in relation to uh, to whoever's holding the book? No, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the booking. Yeah. Like this is all this is all above that. You know, uh, this is uh, and and again, everybody's thankful for you know the opportunities that we've had, but. This is just the reality of the situation. Yeah, uh, things could have been done differently. Um, uh, opinions of the roster, ideas that the roster had given, um, things like that could have been listened to. Could have been. You, uh, uh, you have an ex- do you have an example? Because I know you, I know you, and you are a thinking man. You. <laughs> You for for example yeah. for example right um, street teams right people to go out flyer towns that guys are going to go to uh, a lot of people you know a, a lot of brand a lot of promo promotion was solely based on social media that's cool but that's not marketing yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean that's not really promoting you know what I mean like a lot of people there's I'm sure there's a lot of people if they don't know what Ring of Honor is, they're not looking for Ring of Honor on so media. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But if they go to their local gas station or gym or wherever and they see this big wrestling flag, like, oh, what the hell is this? Oh, there's wrestling coming? Oh, shit. What is Ring of Honor? Let me go check it out. Let me go see if I want to do that. That's how you bring in not only your hardcores, but people who may not necessarily know who you are. Yeah. You and know a, what I mean? Am I, and am you, I crazy to think that you know, uh, 18, 19, 20 years ago, that is, uh, uh, was a large part of Ring of Honor's original game plan was the street team. I, I probably, I believe it was, you yeah. know what I mean? But this is, but that's, that's something that wrestling minds know to do. Yeah. And when you're a business mind, but not necessarily a wrestling mind, Stuff like that slips through the cracks. Yeah, they're you know, not, which is they're understandable. Not, they're not thinking but you street have, level. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But it's like, and, and that's and that's essentially what what happened with this with, with the restart. It, it's oh, okay. Not only when people left, but the restart itself was okay. We need to get back to grinding. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And 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 putting that work in and reestablishing who we are. And I just don't think, you know, in my opinion, those things are done, you know, because you could easily uh, talk to the local promotions of the areas that you're going to. They already know the area. They already know the people. They already have their fan bases. Why not help them? Uh, why not work with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. To generate buzz in the city that you're going to. You know what I mean? There's There's a million ideas that could have been done. You know what I mean? If if people had been willing to do, you know, so, uh, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? This this is the situation that we find ourselves in. Uh, obviously, you know, everybody's again, everybody's grateful for the for the time they had. You know, if 
if Final Battle is the last time I step into a Ring of Honor ring, then, you know, it's been a hell of a run. You yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. I, 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 I dare to say I've had one of the more successful careers in Ring, in ring of Honor, you know, guys who didn't win the top title. Um, I feel as though I, I've done everything within my power to put myself in that spot. Uh, I feel as though STP is something that uh, is very special, and we were kind of just scratching the surface of itself there. That's going to continue, uh, whether it's Ring of Honor or not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it's a situation where... Uh, from the people that I've talked to, not only talent that I respect, but people in the office that I respect, you know, it, it, that's, that's the sentiment was shared. Like, look, you have done everything we've asked you to do. And then some, um, you know, and, and, and that, and, and you're, and you're the man, you know what I mean? Has essentially been the, the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, there's no, yeah, good. No, let's let's talk about the run. You talk you you say you've had a successful run. Let's talk about your run in Ring of Honor. And and mm. then let's talk about what comes next. Uh, right. How did you initially uh join the the Ring of Honor roster? I initially joined it doing dark matches around like 2015. Um and then, uh, of course, our, 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 our mutual boy, Ray Rowe, yeah. uh, he was there crushing it. Uh, and uh, we, we were talking about ways to get on the show, get, you know, get, get eyes, get a look. Um, and every time I went to do a dark match or do uh, anything to help, to help out, I would take all the critiques that they had. And then, you know, uh, fix those things. Yeah. So every time I came back, I had fixed the things that they asked me to fix and, uh, just continued to get better, you know? And finally, one day, uh, <clears throat> we were there. It was me, Ray, and Keith. And me and Keith are both just standing there in suits, in black suits. Yeah. And Kevin Kelly walked up and was like, Oh, I like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And we, we were like, Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. We'll do. You know? And, uh, yeah. and then PBK started, you know, uh, Pretty Boy Killers, yeah. Pre -pre -pre yeah. Exactly. And we were able to start to really gel as a team, start, start to find our legs as a team. And when you think about it, the scary part is me and Keith had been teaming for less than a year or two yeah. at, at that point. Yeah. And with the tag team roster that Ring of Honor had at the time, you're talking about SCU, you're talking about the Bucks, you're talking about the Briscoes. You know what I mean? Like the amount of, of excuse me, <laughs> the amount of talent, the stories that we could have told, the feuds that we could have had, you know, uh, and, and sort of cutting our teeth as a tag team in that division yeah. would have been dope. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you know, things, things happen the way they do. It, it, that's, that's wrestling. Uh, and then, 
Yeah, and and then you know by that time uh, we, we I, I'd gotten my contract. It was 2016 ish, mm-hmm. um, and then I find myself in a position where all right, uh, everybody who I came here with is gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Keith is gone. Ray is gone. No, Anthony's gone. Uh, I, I believe at the time, like, uh, ACH was gone. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. like, Cedric was gone. Like, all the people that I sort of, like, knew and kind of talked to were gone. You know? So I, I was really kind of by myself. Yeah. So, you know, there were some nervous days there for sure, uh, especially when it's, a situation where you know what you can do, you know what you can provide, you know uh, what you have the uh, the ability to do, the ability to perform, uh, and you're just you know kind of just stuck in this holding pattern. It can be frustrating, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's one thing that I know how to do is grind and work, and put my head down and push through. You know, um, I, I like to I like to tell people, like, look, in in today's world of, you know, uh, you know, three pointers and dunks. Yeah, you know I mean, I am post up mid range play. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is it the flashiest? Nope, not at all. Uh, Is it effective? Fuck yes, it is. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. dependable. Every single night, you know what you're gonna get. Get from me. There is no off days. There is no bad games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it going to be, uh, is it going to be the highlight reels that, you know, the highlight reels, short attention span, grabbing things that people do? No, I can do some of that stuff, but that's not what my strong point is. Yeah. You know, uh, but you put people like that around me and now we've got a team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so, so that's, that's the approach that I take to everything, you know, uh, just like football. You know what I mean? Everybody loves a, you know, 60-yard bomb down the sideline. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, nah, man, this is eye formation, four-yard carry all the way up the fucking field. Move the chains. You're not doing shit about it. You know what I mean? You just, like, you, you just call, you just call your, down your throat. Did you just call yourself the Jerome Bettis of professional wrestling? Being from Cleveland, I'll never fucking say that. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take that bait, huh? <laughs> listen, listen. All respect to the bus, but I, I could fucking never. Uh, I, 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 I'm the Nick Chubb of professional wrestling. You know? uh, oh, I was so hoping I could get you to take the bait. <laughs> Never, bro. You know I listen to conversations like, what? Nah, bro. Huh. Can't just slide that in there on me, bro. Nah. <laughs> so you find yourself alone uh, in this locker room, and, uh, you know, I, I guess around this time, of course, the big shift happens, and it's not just your boys who leave. It's right. a big chunk of the top of that card. Right. Up sticks and says, uh, fuck it, we're building our own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that like for you standing there? Do you, is, is this, is your first thought, holy fuck, what does the company do? Or is your first thought, uh, well, time for, time for Shane Taylor to step up? 
Uh, honestly, it's it's a little bit of a step up, up and more of just seeing everything coming. Yeah. Right? Like where I'm from, right, you can see things coming, right? If you're smart, if you're aware, mm-hmm. you're able to see red flags and know this is about to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So seeing those things, I was already preparing myself because that's what I do. You know what I mean? See things that happen, understand, prepare my prepare myself for any possible out, outcome and other people didn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's a situation to go, okay, clearly this is about to happen. So X, Y, Z should happen to make this, uh, to make this hit, you know, to, 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 to brace for this hit a bit more, mm-hmm. right? That'll take some of this thing away if we do X, Y, Z and make sure we're covered here. So that way, uh, we absorb that hit and, and keep moving forward, which is what Ring of Honor, you know, was known to do, right? They would lose talent every year, you know what I mean? And just simply retool, and it would be next guy up, you know what I mean? When when the Joes and Danielsons left, you know, here comes the Coles and O'Reilly's, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, when when they left, you know, here comes other people to step up. And we had every ability to do that, you know, if things were done the way that they were supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, that's not what happened. You know what I mean? So, um, at, at that point, it was okay. Now that, now that this is a thing and these people are gone, there are going to be opportunities to be had because there has to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point in time, it was, oh, oh okay, how do, how do I separate myself from the fact? Um, and what started to happen was uh, I really sort of started to tap into who I am as a person, things that I've done in life, things that I've experienced, things, choices that I've made, I started cultivating uh, who, who, who Shane Taylor is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and if anybody's been watching from the beginning, I've simply just told my story of who I am as a person, yeah. of how I started, the things that I've had to do in life to provide for myself, to survive, to, you know, uh, put myself in a position to be successful. Are they always the right things? Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm not proud of that at all. You know what I mean? But but that's part of who you are. have to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and I've never said by any stretch of the imagination am I an angel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never. You know what I mean? Uh, even when I talk to people and they say, you know, you're a role model, I, I, I stop them immediately. You know, no, I'm not. I'm a kid from the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. That's all I am. You know what I mean? But I'm a real mom. And T.I. used that once and it always stuck out to me because I'm just as flawed as anybody else. Just, I have my vices. I'm just as fallible. You know what I mean? I just happen to be very passionate about the things that I care about. Yeah. And if that resonates with you, cool. But don't, by any stretch of the imagination, think I'm above, you know, 
above reproach or, you know, on this pedestal. I'm not. I'm, I'm down here like the rest of you. You know what I mean? I just happen to do this and happen to be very vocal about the things that I care about, yeah. you know? So um, that sort of metamorphosis from where I started, you know, uh, collect money and doing street stuff versus now being, you know, owner of a company, CEO of a company, and being able to now give back and try to teach and guide and uh, mentor people around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that shows the full transition of who I am and, and who Shane Taylor is as a person, the skill set that I possess, the, the uh, what I want to resonate across screens is I have the ability to do everything. You know, uh, the thing that I say is talk like Floyd, hit like Tyson, lead like Ali. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let, let me, let me, let me, that's what I do. Let me, let me ask you, you, you know, you say you want to teach and you want to lead. One of the things that you and I, uh, have spent plenty of time talking about is, uh, online our ideas of, uh, social justice and equality and uh, educating the unwashed masses. And you have uh, a great capacity for, uh, for, for conversation with people who might not get it, might not understand that giving a person of color equality is not taking away anything from them right giving giving people uh giving people an equal share of the pie doesn't take away uh their rights or or you know their 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 rights or their 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 ability to right. live. <laughs> right. And it, it's like I tell people, it's like, okay, if you have 10 apples, right? Mm-hmm. But I only have five. And the system in which we live, the society in which we live, was made for you to have 10, ab- 10 apples and me only have five. Do some people su- succeed in spite of that and go on to grab 10 apples or more? Sure they do. That's not how it works for everybody. And if you think about who that is, you're, you're talking about very special people. Damn near like superhero people, mm-hmm. right? You talk about your athletes, you talk about your entertainers, things like, like that, like supremely skilled people. Um, but if I go, okay, cool, you have 10, I have five. Can we fix this system so that we can just both have 10? Well, that's not fair. How is that fair? Like, you didn't work for your tent. <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your tent was afforded to you by how we, how we do this stuff. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times, if things were equal, and I think this is the part that scares a lot of people, if things were truly e- equal, you don't have your tent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that slow superiority that you've been told you have your whole life or that you should have goes away. And then outside of that, who are you? 
You see what I'm saying? Yep. And I think that's a question that a lot of people are afraid to answer. I think that's why there's so much pushback on it when it comes to and why there's so much fear when there when we, when these talks about e- equality come up because a lot of people are are afraid of uh, the ramifications of history, mm-hmm. right? They know what's been done in the past. They know what's happened. They know the actions that have taken place. And the stuff that they don't know is even fucking worse. You know what I mean? So the fear then is, okay, well, what happens if that happens to us? Right? And so it's like, okay, what if you're asking yourself that question? If you don't want it to happen to you or are afraid that it could happen to you, we currently live in a society that is happening to others. Why would you not do everything in your power to stop it from happening to other people? Yeah. It's it's a lot of people. It, it, it's a lot of people who think that um, uh, giving equality to an oppressed group means taking something away from them, and it's centuries. Of a, uh, of a of a ruling class of, as Bernie Sanders right. would say, a 1%. It's centuries of the, uh, of the landholders and the bankers pitting the poor white against the poor black and the poor Hispanic so that the poor white sees us or others as their enemy like we're coming to take the apples from their basket to use your metaphor right. where where the landholder and the and and and, and the uh, and the banker is drilling a hole in the bottom of their basket to steal apples from them while egging them into a fight keep the lower classes fighting amongst each other and you'll have a group of people that will defend your right to lord over them somehow. You know, especially when you, especially when you change and preach the propaganda that you do their whole lives. Yeah. You know, and if you don't take it upon yourself to learn different things, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to believe. Yeah. Right. Our whole lives, they told us. Christopher Columbus discovered America, and then when he came here, you know, uh, this and that, you know what I mean? And then, you know, when, when the pilgrims came, they did this, and they were friends with the Indians, and this is why we celebrate Thanksgiving, and it's like, no, fam, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher, Number one, Christopher you can't Columbus. discover a place that, you well, can't discover a place that people are already living. Yeah, and Christopher like, Columbus, like, that, Christopher Columbus never set foot. On the mainland Never. of North America. Never. Never. You got a whole you know goddamn I mean? town in Ohio named after him. Right. <laughs> and it's like, bro, and, and, and it's like, yo, and they didn't celebrate Thanksgiving because, you know, they were friends. They celebrated every time they wiped out a fucking tribe. It's genocide. <laughs> Why are we celebrating? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... A lot of the traditions that we have, whether it be the flag, 
or the anthem are all done for political reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? The reason that they have the military uh, drills and showcases at sporting events are all political reasons, which which is why it kills me when people say, just keep, just, just keep politics out of sports. Politics built sports. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have no fucking you have no fucking clue. You know what I mean? We have um, uh, we have a mutual. I'm going to call him acquaintance at this point. Uh, who I had to tell at, you know after 25 years I had to I had to cut ties with this guy. And uh, during the during the initial uh, Kaepernick uh, protests. I right. had to say to him that if if the piece of cloth is more important to you than the uh, than the lives and the rights of the people living beneath it, then then you are fucking this up. So, but it's it's, it's ironic. It's ironic, right? Yeah. And I've never understood how. You could say, okay, the land of free, the home, the brave, freedom and freedom and you know, liberty and justice for all, and that's exactly what people are asking you for, and you're telling them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, we better start talking about wrestling before people turn on us, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, really, right? I, I didn't come here for this. So, you, know I mean? this is, you should stick to wrestling and every yeah. other fucking bullshit thing they say. Oh, uh, fuck, but man. yeah, but like, but that's that's also though tying it to wrestling. Yeah, when it comes to equality in, in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. That's what pisses me off too, because people make these excuses like, like for me, making sure African American talent had equal opportunity to merchandising opportunities to uh t-shirts to micro brawlers to to honor pals like i i wanted to make sure and that was part of my big thing when i was at when i you know at roh is like look i don't care if it's me you know what i mean but our fans deserve to have merchandising for their stars that they want to be like they deserve the option right right they deserve to have Jonathan Gresham, Kenny King, Jay Lee, Lee, the STP figures, dolls, whatever the fuck we have, yeah. they deserve to have that stuff. If everybody else can have it, then we deserve to have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and give them that option. And, and a lot of people feel like, oh, well, well, they have a Jay Lee, the one, they have their one. And it's like, no, no, that doesn't fucking fly with me. It doesn't fly in this society. It doesn't fly anymore. Yeah. That they have their one shit is oh that we they have their one era or well we've given them enough bullshit is fucking done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that's not a mindset, a narrative that I subscribe to, that I agree with. Um my thing is I I if, and if you look at every other major sport in the country and then look at professional wrestling, success in this sport is always determined by someone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or someone else's agenda. Whereas, you can't deny who runs the 40-yard dash, the fast. Right. You can't deny 
who blocks the best. You can't deny who tackles the best. You can't deny who catches the best. You can't deny who dribbles the best. You can't deny who sings the best. You can't deny who acts the best. Like, it, 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 skill is what it is, right? Skill and ability shine through over bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, minus the Kaepernick shit. <laughs> but, um, wrestling is the only sport industry where someone's opinion determines your success or caps where you can be. Yeah. Right. No, no matter what you're actually able to do. A billion dollar company uh, with an, with, with a, an effective audience of one. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, that's the thing that always pisses me off about these conversations, especially when it's like, well, you know, just give it time. It'll be like, we've had time. Yeah. Right. In today's society, we've all seen the exact same stuff for 50 years on up. What, what's happened, we know the history. So you would think that with that, you would take that information and use it to your advantage because you already know the history, right? You already know the situation. You already know the climate. So that should tell you, hey, we should prioritize this first. Not first, but we this should be a priority, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I, 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 I don't prescribe to the they have their one or uh, you know it, just give it time theory because we've all seen the same thing, and what you then start asking for is. Well, can't you just be oh, 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 okay not being equal for a while uh, until we decide that it's okay for you to be equal? No. <laughs> yeah. No is the fucking answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's not a thing. Beautiful, man. Okay. Let me, let me talk some Ring of Honor with you again. Right. So, uh, as we've heard, the company goes on hold after final battle in December with hopes to retool and return in April. Contracts are being paid through December 31st or until March 30th of next year. If you have a multi-year deal that extends beyond the end of this year, am I correct? That's, that's the word. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you've also been told that if you want to, and you can find work elsewhere, Ring of Honor is willing to accommodate. So, have you started sending out feelers? Have any calls come your way? What are your immediate plans? Uh, I haven't started sending out any feelers. I've had some people reach out to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. As of right now, I think what I'm going to do is enjoy the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, you know, take take this time to really just immerse myself in my family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of just think about what I've done so far. Uh, and then uh, me, me and the guys in SPP, Khan, Moses, O'Shea, Ron, uh, we've already got some stuff planned uh, for December uh, that is going to be really, really cool, 
a special project working with someone that has been an inspiration to me for years and I'm sure millions of people across the world. Mm, uh, okay. So, that, so that's going to be really, really cool. And then come the end of the year, January 1st, uh, we are going to hit hit the ground running and I want to be able to bring STP to every top independent wrestle every top star whoever thinks they're the man um, as far as I'm concerned if you ain't in there with me you ain't really saying nothing you know what I mean <laughs> so um, nice. so for me that that's that that's the goal is to continue to build what we have here in STP and I feel as though what we have is something special we're able to bring something that a lot of companies are, are missing right now um, yeah. and the support that we have behind us is absolutely phenomenal and the matchups that could be had the interactions the promos you know just the stories that could be told uh, in various companies across the country and across the world uh I, I feel like it'd be absolutely incredible. You know what I mean? So um, we're, we're just going to wait and see, you know, and see what happens. Uh, I'm sure the next, question, the next question is, do you have a preference? And not really. <laughs> no, I, I, um, that, was, that was not <laughs> going to be the next question. I, you know, I, I was going to point out, it seems like you are determined to keep uh, Shane Taylor Promotions the, the the group the roster together as much as possible for as long as possible right and that's, uh, that's exactly the goal yeah yep. that that's um, that that's my next question because yeah. it's, it's one of the first things when 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 all this happened uh, started to go down yesterday and my first mm -hmm. thought was uh, you know I I hope my boy Shane is okay. And right. I know he's going to land somewhere. My next thought was, what happens to STP? And I had at least one person in conversation last night say, I wonder, you know, like, I wonder what happens to STP. I hope he can keep that group together as long as possible because they were doing good things. The goal is to, the goal is anywhere I go, I want them to come with me. Yeah. Um, because again, I feel like we're just getting started with something that could really revolutionize the sport and, and really be a pivot point, you know, and, 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 and how, uh, people see not only black talent, but black talent ra represent themselves the way we do, yeah. you know, because right now, um, People will be more accepting and, and, and be a little warmer to you when you present yourself as the unthreatening black guy. You know what I mean? As mm -hmm. the teddy bear that they can either, you know, make, make fun of or um, sort of walk over. You know what I mean? Uh, and when you start changing that perception, people start getting nervous. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um and when you present yourself as someone who is no nonsense, as someone who will not be taken advantage of, as someone who knows their worth, as someone who will stand up for themselves and be very vocal and or physical, if it comes to that, mm -hmm. um, people start to, you know, then it's like, ah, well, you know, kind of hard to work with. No, that just means you can't take advantage. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to deal with me straight up like a fucking man. You know what I mean? And this is this is what we're gonna have to do. Um, I I am not in the, in the business of playing high school bullshit. You know, 35 years years old. I, I left that shit alone a long time ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and those, those are conversations that I've had to have at at, at, at Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Like, look, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I could give us. I don't care. If, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care if if we're friends or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your ego, your bullshit is not going to affect my career. So, how do we handle this? Yeah. Because either we have a problem or we don't have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And if we don't, fantastic. If we do, fantastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> we figure this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, that's, that, that's really just kind of been... Yeah, how it is. Well, let me let me ask you the jackpot question here. That's that's right. what we that's what we call it around here is the jackpot question. Right. So if I'm gonna read it exactly the way I wrote it down, uh, if the company, if Ring of Honor comes back and moves to non-contracted per appearance deals, would that affect your decision making process about going back if and when they restart? No, but. The agreement that we would have to have would be definitely different than any of the expectations that they've had previously. Like, for example, if that's what they want wanted to do, there's no telling me I can't do other TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it is I want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's there's going to be no stopping that. There's going to be no arguing about it. Like, I'm going to do whatever it is that I want want to do, go where I want to go. And my my sentiment then at that point is to protect what I'm doing over there. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to then also do stuff here, we're going to have to agree to be able to protect what I'm doing over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's that's the priority. Yep. And it would be the it, and it, it it would be the exact same for them if the situation was reversed. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not um, it, it's not asking something that uh, you know that I I wouldn't ask for them you know from them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, well, take STP worldwide, brother. That's the goal, man. That's the goal. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of stuff. Out there, people talking about trios titles and everything like like that. But I'm pretty sure the wrestling world knows who the baddest three dudes in the you know in the game are right now. So uh, anybody talking about trios t- titles again, if you ain't running with us, if you ain't running it with us, you ain't really saying nothing. You know what I mean? So uh, we look forward to everything that comes next. We look forward to challenges we look forward to the obstacles uh, because succeeding in spite of is what we've been doing for a long time that's only going to continue all right kids that's it for today's show uh thank you once again to shane taylor for joining us for talking about the ring of honor situation talking about his personal life his career his thoughts uh and um taking a look at what comes next with this 
huge news out of Ring of Honor. Um, I I wish him, of course, I wish him and everybody on the Ring of Honor roster all the best. I hope that Ring of Honor can make the changes it needs to to come back uh, strong, if not stronger, and uh, in some new form or format. Um, we are better off as a wrestling community having a company like Ring of Honor on the stage, uh, more places for our brothers and sisters to ply their trade, more opportunities to make a full, possibly a full-time living out of this thing that we all love so much, professional wrestling. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you to Shane Taylor for coming and talking to us today. All right. We will be back on Monday with more. Uh, in the meantime, remember the Chance for Survival Kickstarter is up and running. I hope you're going to go and, uh, uh, you know, throw a few bucks on the pile for as little as uh, $7 Canadian. Remember, all the prices, uh, everything that we have set there is in Canadian prices. Kickstarter may or may not translate it into your local currency for you. But for as little as $7 Canadian, you can get the digital edition all the way up to, we have a 500 tier, which gets you everything all the covers all the extra benefits uh commission sketch by our artist eric tomeo um cameo appearance uh i'll record a video promo for you have you ever wanted to quit your job in style let kingdom james yell at your soon-to-be former boss uh <laughs> all kinds of stuff in there so uh um please help us make this amazing comic book into a reality uh kickstart this comic.com all right kids um yeah i will talk to you on monday in the meantime and in between time take care of one another find some good trouble to get into and remember your uncle kingdom loves you bye <laughs>